your city Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song We'll all be flying higher than a jetliner And if you want a little bang in your yin-yang, come along I represent science, and if you damage science, you are doing something very detrimental to society. Uh, families that once they own that electric vehicle will never have to worry about gas prices again. I don't know if you've cooked a turkey before, but a 20-pound turkey is a pretty big turkey. I think we can all agree. They're about $1 more. But I just want to be clear that there are abundance of turkeys available. They're about $1 more for a 20-pound bird. Freedom is back in style. Welcome to the revolution. Yeah, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. Sean Hannity. The new Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news. And more bold, inspired solutions for America. This is a special edition of the Sean Hannity Show. America trapped behind enemy lines. Day number 108. Day 108, Joe Biden abandoning American citizens to the Taliban. How sick is that? Including military family members, including thousands of green card holders eligible to live in the U.S., including our Afghan allies. Women now have lost the right to go to work and school. There's public beatings of women in the street. There's murders in broad daylight as they discover anybody that might have assisted the U.S. in the last 20 years. And Joe's turned the page. The media's turned the page with him, and nobody comments on it, it seems, but us. I mean, there are a few others. And for those of you that are commenting on it, thank you. I'm not going to forget. If I have to count this down to the day I drop dead, I'm going to keep counting it down until we get every American home safely. Um, This is now getting very interesting. Now, Mitch McConnell just made a statement that now we supposedly had a debt ceiling deadline of Friday. But Janet Yellen yesterday said, well, the real the real deadline is December 15th. And the government's going to run out of money and we're going to have to close down the government. They don't close down the government. They close down. What they always do is you keep essential services, meaning Social Security checks go out, Medicare checks, is Medicare stays open, the military stays operational, and a lot of other people get laid off to save money, and then they end up getting the money back after the deal is finally done. This, this is now in the Democrats' hands. And I'm not sure Mitch McConnell said that they weren't going to do this again because last time he caved like a cheap suit and got, what, 10 other Republicans to join him and bail out the Democrats so the Democrats had more time to put together their new radical Green New Deal socialism. And unfortunately for them, uh, it's not looking very good right now. Joe Manchin was very clear yesterday, and this is pretty interesting. I, I don't know how to fully interpret it, but right now it seems like all the power is with Joe Manchin. And Kristen Cinema, although she is more obscure in, in what her position is, but Manchin said yesterday he will not commit to Schumer's timetable for moving ahead on Biden's nearly two tr- trillion dollar tax and, and spending bill before the end of the year, which they want to use the reconciliation process on. We find out today again they're trying to sneak in another provision 
to grant amnesty, in this case, to 6.5 million illegal immigrants. This is now, I think, their fourth official attempt to, to sneak this in the reconciliation bill. All three prior times, they were stopped by the Senate parliamentarian. Anyway, Manchin is saying that he's reviewing a version of the legislation passed two weeks ago by the House. He's made no decisions about timing for debate and whether he can support the bill after the Senate completes their own draft. Uh, then you, then the Democrats have another big problem is, all right, then now that if if it's a different bill, which apparently it would be passed in the Senate from the one passed in the House, now they got to go to conference and they got to have an agreement and vote on it again. So I don't know if any of this is going to happen. Who knows? Manchin rightly is is he's raising the right questions and he's concerned about the impact of this massive federal spending on inflation telling reporters that he heard deep concerns about inflation, rising prices uh, from his constituents in West Virginia during his Thanksgiving break. And then add to this now the discovery of this new variant of of, of COVID-19, uh, what is it, Omicron. And, you know, God only knows what that's going to do to the economy. That adds economic uncertainty. The exact quote from Manchin was the unknown is is great right now and it's getting greater. Inflation is now more than transitory. We found out it's not transitory. And on top of that, you have this new strain of covid they're very much concerned about. No one knows what effect it's going to have. And then you have inflation on top of all of this. So all these things give you cause to pause. So we'll see what he does. Um you know, this debt limit, Republicans have been completely eliminated from any process of negotiating uh, as it relates to a budget. They're not involved at all. It's a 50-50 Senate with Kamala Harris as president of the Senate, as vice president being the tie-breaking vote. And that means every Democrat has to be on board. Now, if that's not, if they lose one, they lose the vote. And Manchin's not on board. And then you got, of course, the progressive squad in the House. You know, they're they're up in arms at any changes that Manchin might put in the Senate bill. Anyway, the last time the Senate had to wrangle with the question of funding the operation of the government was in October. And I have no idea after two months, Mitch McConnell promised he was not going to help the Democrats out, nor should he. They have control of the House, the Senate. And the White House, they are the ones that have eliminated any opportunity for bipartisanship with Republicans. Republicans have been shut out from the beginning. And after two months and the final days, as the debt ceiling date approached, then McConnell gave in to the extension. I hope he I hope he doesn't do it again. If he does, he doesn't really belong to be. Listen, he just doesn't except for the issue of judges. I just don't see a lot of strength in Mitch McConnell as a leader. I just don't. You know, Congress is now a couple of weeks away. Now the deadline is really not Friday, but December 15th, according to Janet Yellen, to raise the federal debt ceiling or debt limit. And anyway, they don't appear anywhere close to a deal, nor the Republicans should not help them on this. A majority of voters now oppose Biden's Build Back Better New Green Deal Socialism. According to the latest Rasmussen poll, overall 51% indicated opposition to it. 69, only 69% of Democrats support it. 
And 54% of independents oppose it. 74% of Republicans oppose it. I don't know why any Republican would support this thing. Um, anyway, uh, so we're going to have to wait and see what happens because it's really not good for the country. Anyway, Congress seeking to fund the government, raise the debt ceiling by Friday and avoid a shutdown. Uh, look, the government never shuts down. There's always this panic and the media presses the panic button and they're going to want to blame Republicans. Don't blame Republicans when the Democrats have full control of every chamber and the and the and the and the White House. They've got it all. One party rule. This is it. So initially it was midnight Friday. Janet Yellen says there's a little wiggle room in that. Um, the even the annual defense policy bill that was supposed to be one of the easier items on the Democrats to do list for the end of the year. But yesterday there was a snag um, in how difficult December might prove as the Senate Democrats search for a path forward on the social spending plan, try to avert a default and fund the government and. You know, this is the dysfunction that is the modern, radical, extreme, democratic, socialist party. This is who they are. This is what this is the America that they promised you. You know, so now we've got to avoid the government shutdown. Some House Democrats express cautious optimism on inflation. How do you how do you express cautious optimism? Congressman Tom O'Halloran, Arizona. Inflation right now is problematic, but not as out of control as as far as the econom- economists across our entire nation have indi- indicated. You don't know what you're talking about. Democrats now are headed towards the biggest electoral loss probably in their history because there's not a single thing that they can appoint to where, where they say that they're successful. Americans expect results. The, the, the most mind-numbing part of all of this is all of it was preventable. Joe could have easily avoided the debacle in Afghanistan. He had March, April, May, June, July to get every American out, every service member family out, every green card holder out, every Afghan ally out. He could have easily just drone strikes here and there, pushed back the Taliban that was on the march. He didn't lift a finger. We could have gotten all our military equipment. That could have been prevented. The border can be fixed immediately. Bring back the stay in Mexico policy. Build the wall and end catch and um, or not catch and release, process and release. Go back. In other words, go back to the Trump policies. You want to start, stop the problem with the economy and inflation? The single best thing you can do is adopt Donald Trump's energy plan. Stop artificially lowering the world supply of the lifeblood of our economy. Stop begging OPEC and Vladimir Putin to produce more oil. By the way, how does this, what difference does it make to planet Earth, Mother Earth, if you're drilling for oil in the Middle East or Russia versus the U.S.? The only difference is we keep Americans working, high-paying career jobs in the energy sector, and we're energy independent, and we could be a net exporter of energy like we were under Donald Trump, and it's, you know, and pay a dollar fifty less per gallon, and pay less for every product we buy in every store we go to. We can do that immediately. Biden released some oil strategic reserves, and it didn't do a thing. It didn't move gas prices. Now they're trying to do it again. It didn't work the first time. 
Republicans and Democrats across America want to cut food tax. I'm all in favor of cutting any tax. We are not undertaxed as a country. We're overtaxed. Then we've got uh, Biden meeting with, you know, major retail CEOs to talk about the supply chain crisis. He's causing that, too. You know, then he postpones the supply chain speech because he had a disastrous press conference that he made absolutely no sense in. I think people said, you know, why don't we take a nap? They did it 15 minutes before the scheduled appointment. Then you got Pete Buttigieg out there telling families to buy electric cars. You never have to worry about gas prices again. Oh, there's an answer. And, of course, high inflation, low polling. What do you do? Blame the pandemic? Oh, you blame Donald Trump? Jen Psaki literally is blaming Republicans for the inflation. They, They control every aspect of the government. Biden is to blame for the issues with the economy. He's the one that's caused this. You know, why doesn't he take responsibility? Buck stops for me, Joe. Anyway, Saki's blame game even goes further, and the, the attacks against oil companies continues. Well, you're now charging them more for their leases, as we reported yesterday. And Jen Psaki is out there, as we have seen the global price of oil come down we haven't seen the price of gas come down so there's also a responsibility for oil companies here in the u.s and elsewhere to make sure they're not gas gouging consumer no they're in the business of wanting to produce oil and gas and you stop them you artificially reduce the supply and you're willing to beg opec and opec keeps telling you uh to drop dead they're not doing it federal reserve chairman warning that the Omicron variant will worsen the supply chain problems. Well, what's Pete Buttigieg, the genius, going to do about that? It's kind of funny to watch because you had Kamala Harris and Pete Buttigieg visiting South Carolina together amid rumors of a rivalry. And um, CNN fake news is envisioning a Harris-Buttigieg ticket. Even CNN recognizes Joe can't handle a second term. How do you cancel a speech 15 minutes before it starts? There's something way off here. And they're not telling you the truth. They're not telling any of us the truth. All right, 800-941-SEAN, our number. You want to be a part of the program. Listen, money is freedom. It's Christmas bonus time. So I have all my bonus checks from the people that work for me. And I say, Linda, what do I say every year? Money is freedom. Money is freedom. And I try to tell people to save it, especially Jason. And I give them recommendations. And the idea is is that it gives you freedom to make choices. The more money you're able to save. So I want you to save money. So I told you about Miranda Devine's new book, The Laptop from Hell on, on Hunter. Here's the, beyond the details of this, that Joe Biden sat in meetings Directly discussing deals with the communist Chinese about doing deals with the communist Chinese. I I mean, there's so much in this book. Every American should read it. Um, But there's a bigger story here behind it as well. And that is that the media mob, literally, this was the, the single biggest campaign contribution ever in the history of this country, and that is that the mob and the media literally protected Joe Biden the entire way. 
Remember, uh, now I see at Jack, your friend has gone to Twitter, Linda. And, My friend? Um, yeah, your friend. <laughs> uh, and uh, apparently the guy that's replacing him, the new CEO, why should I distinguish between white people and racists? I don't know. He's the incoming Twitter CEO shortly to replace Jack Dorsey, head of the far left social media company. Repeated a quote in a 2010 in 2010, suggesting that there should be no need to distinguish between white people and racist. If they're not going to make the distinction between Muslim and extremist, then why should I make the distinction between white people and racist? Oh, OK. So I guess we know politically where he stands. Hardcore left by Jack. Um, but one of the reasons is. They they like the rest of these social media companies, they refuse to post any information you couldn't even post a link to the new york post article breaking news about zero experience hunters laptop but don't forget it's the same media that you know was was talking about quid pro quos when there wasn't one with donald trump while ignoring joe biden bragging on tape you're not getting a billion dollars unless you fire a ukrainian prosecutor um who you're in who's investigating my son for making millions with no experience. No, that's not a quid pro quo. Holding them accountable. Sean gets the answers no one else does. America deserves to know the truth about Congress. All right, 25 till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. So if you go back and you listen to the media mob, we'll do a montage on Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on Fox and Trump. You know, just look at Joe Biden, hysterical, xenophobic, fear-mongering travel ban. Donald Trump put the travel ban in effect 10 days after the first identified case of coronavirus in this country. First identified case of coronavirus was January 21st, 2020. By January 31st, Donald Trump put the travel ban in effect. By the way, it happens to be the day that flip-flop Fauci, who's been pretty wrong on almost everything, uh, actually got an email suggesting that this was gain of function and that one of the genomes identified in the breaking down of the sequence of the COVID-19 virus uh, seemed to be manipulated by human. That's how early he first knew about gain-of-function research. And, of course, the flurry of emails back and forth with top leaders at the NIH about possible funding, and it was this our money. Everybody knew the Wuhan Virology Lab was involved in coronavirus studies and gain-of-function studies. Remember Fauci famously saying that even if it caused a worldwide pandemic, he still supported gain-of-function research. It's, that's madness to me. We now see the result of gain-of-function research. And the worst part is, you know, is, and now we have the evidence to prove it. We got his emails. We got the 900 documents from The Intercept. Then we have the October 20th NIH uh, statement. We'll get into this later with Rand Paul, which was, you know, about as clear as day. And, and that is that, you know, the NIH actually wrote, and it's pretty funny, um, that the 
funding of the experiment at the Wuhan lab testing if they were testing if spike. This is from the NIH. If spike proteins from naturally occurring bat coronaviruses circulating in China were capable of binding to human ACE2 receptors in a mouse model. That's gain of function. That's October 20th. May 11th, Fauci testified before the Senate committee that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, all of which is a lie. Those, those statements directly contradict each other, which, by the way, would be a felony. Um, I, I, it's just unbelievable. Now, if you listen to Joe Biden, you know, now Joe Biden is instituted, I guess, a xenophobic, hysterical racist travel ban as it relates to the omicron variant that has shown up in south africa listen Two hundred twenty thousand americans dead if you hear nothing else i say tonight hear this anyone who's responsible for not taking control in fact not saying i'm i take no responsibility initially anyone who's responsible for that many deaths should not remain as president of the United States of America. We now have over 355,000 dead Americans since he was inaugurated from COVID. And he inherited three vaccines and monoclonal antibodies. I mean, it's pretty unbelievable. You can't screw it up any more than Joe has screwed it up. Now, Peter Ducey grilled Jen Psaki over Biden's hypocrisy on xenophobic travel bans. Here's what happened. Before Joe Biden's president, he said that COVID travel restrictions on foreign countries were hysterical xenophobia and fear mongering. So what changed? Well, I would say first to put it in full context, Peter, what the president was critical of was the way that the former president put out, I believe, a xenophobic tweet uh, and how he called that what he called the coronavirus uh, and and who he directed it at. The president has not been critical of re- travel restrictions. We have put those in place ourselves. We put them in place ourselves in the spring. But no, he does not believe. He believes we should uh, follow the advice of health and medical experts. That's exactly what he did and putting in place these restrictions over the weekend. Joe Biden called it hysterical, xenophobic, fear-mongering, and, of course, racism. In moments like this, this is where the credibility of president is most needed as he explains what we should and should not do. This is no time for Donald Trump's record of hysteria, xenophobia, hysterical xenophobia, to... uh, and fear-mongering to lead the way instead of science. So the science, you follow the science. Well, nobody seems to want to follow the science in Israel, or I guess Qatar now has hundreds of thousands of examples as well, showing that natural immunity far surpasses uh, the vaccinations in terms of protection. And in Israel, it's nearly 800,000 people, 27 times less likely to, to be impacted by the Delta variant. That's a pretty impressive number. Still got to be peer-reviewed, but we're watching it closely. Over 300,000 in Qatar that they've studied there, too, with with very similar results. Now, I know a lot of you are worried about this new strain, this Omicron variant, as we call. I don't know what this is going to turn into. You know, unlike everybody else on radio and TV and and everybody in Washington, D.C., I'm not going to play doctor. 
You know, there are people that devote their entire lives to studying single viruses. That that's that's real science. Okay, that's not my area of expertise. I have not been to medical school either. That's why I don't give out medical advice. That's why my advice is very, very, very specific. Take it seriously. I know people that died from this thing. I know people that barely survived ventilators from this thing. I know people that died with ventilators in them from this virus that never recovered. I know people that never woke up from the the medically induced coma while on a ventilator. Never woke up called a COVID brain. Then you have COVID fog syndrome. Then you have long haulers, people that have symptoms that last over a year in some cases. And this is just one weird, weird virus. I'll tell you that. Take it seriously. Do your research. And for you idiots in the news media, I'm not talking about putting on a lab coat and opening your own virology lab. Talking about researching, you know, what is an MRN? What is an mRNA virus? Sorry, vaccine. What is uh, what's the difference between Pfizer, Moderna and say Johnson and Johnson? You know, if you get covid, if you get a positive test, somebody close to me today, call me today. While I was working out, when the phone rings three times, I usually suspect it might be important. I picked up my phone, and it turns out somebody that I know's mother got a positive COVID test. They had a home test, an Abbott test. Those tests are very accurate. And that was the first thing that I said. Usually, it's 99%. So get get it confirmed and get ask your doctor about monoclonal antibodies. Most people don't know about monoclonal antibodies. And, you know, because they're friends and they know that I know a lot about it, I gave them all the information I had and I told them exactly where to go and to who to talk to. And again, I always say talk to your doctor. I'm not a doctor, but you got to do your research, take into account your unique medical history, your current condition. Talk to your doctor, doctors. Take it seriously. I don't want anybody dying, any more people dying from this thing, period. Now, if you get it, whether you're vaccinated or not vaccinated, I argue that, I, in my opinion, the vaccinate, don't vaccinate debate in this country is over. I think those people that decided they don't want the shot, you're not going to talk them into it. And people are even willing to give up high-paying jobs and a salary and their benefits and their pensions because they believe so strongly in their position. Some have natural immunity. Well, if we're going to follow science, why aren't we more interested in the science of Israel and and these other countries that are studying natural immunity versus, you know, the vaccinations? I mean, let's follow the science. If the science shows that the percentage of kids five through 11 that die from covid is 162 is, is almost identical to the number of kids that die from the flu every year. Why aren't we following the science? Because that's what the science is saying. You see, they only follow the science when it's convenient to them. And that's that's the messed up part of this. Now, the only hope that I have, and I don't know if this will remain consistent. I'm not I'm going to be consistent, not play doctor is a very interesting story about a South African doctor. The one that first suspected that she was observing a different coronavirus strain. This turned out to be the Omicron variant among patients and she noticed it with seven patients she noticed a difference anyway her name is dr angelique uh uh cortese 
of private practitioner, but also the chairperson of the South African Medical Association. This is what she said to Reuters. Listen. But looking at the mildness of the symptoms that we are seeing, currently there's no reason for panicking as we don't see severely ill patients. So what we see with this one is, again, it started, um, normally it will always start with your younger people. Um, so it started with a younger generation, 40 and less. And um, the most predominant clinical complaint is severe fatigue for one or two days with then the headache and the body aches and pain. Some of them will have what they call a scratchy throat and some will have a cough, a dry cough, but it's not a, con con a constant cough. It comes and goes. And that's more or less the, the big symptoms that we have seen. So she's describing, again, very early, the Omicron variant. Early indications are that it might be a little more contagious but very mild symptoms. So that's where it is now. I can't, and, and again, she's the one that discovered it. Um, but the hypocrisy is just breathtaking. I mean, to watch all these politicians, Gavin Newsom and, and Nancy Pelosi and uh, the mayor of San Francisco and, and Whitmer and Joe Biden. Joe Biden's in Nantucket. You can see the sign, masks required. And he's in the store without a mask on. I had this... Yesterday, he lectures everybody, you got to wear a mask indoors, and he goes right back inside the White House with no mask. It's, you can't make this up. And here come the predictable, you know, draconian measures. Massachusetts governor may impose vaccine passport requirements. DeSantis, on the other hand, is vowing to protect Florida from Biden lockdowns. All this is doing is pushing people to Florida. I know more people moving to Florida. Than, than any other state. Second is Texas. We're not going to allow any media-driven hysteria to do anything to infringe people's individual freedoms when it comes to any type of COVID variant, said DeSantis. Now, F Florida right now has the lowest coronavirus case rate in the entire nation, and it's dropping every day. It doesn't mean that he won't hit a hot spot, but I think when he set up his monoclonal antibody centers all throughout florida it had a very positive impact because remember delta first brought us breakthrough cases we didn't have those before and then desantis went on to say when i saw fauci on tv yesterday saying that he couldn't rule out lockdowns and even today biden didn't rule it out he said no not now for now well let me just say in florida where we will not let them lock you down we will not let them take your jobs we will not let them harm your businesses we will not let them close your schools his schools opened in august of 2020 and they've had no problems with kids down in florida that'd be a pretty good indication that maybe the rest of the states could follow florida's lead you know this opinion by this uh, court yesterday that that literally blocked Biden's vaccine mandate for healthcare workers in 10 states. This is a big deal. It's now the second case that has blocked the, the vaccine mandate. And I think there's going to be more. But then you go to the predictable same places in Los Angeles. They're beginning enforcing vaccine mandates at gyms and restaurants and businesses. You know, I could tell you in New York, I don't know why. If you break things down demographically, minorities in New York have a very low level of very low vaccination 
levels. What are we going to tell people they can't go to stores and out to restaurants and they can't participate in society? I mean, at some point, I thought that we were told that the vaccine was going to keep us safe. That's what they told us. But this federal judge blocking the vaccine mandate for healthcare workers, what? that is the most obnoxious thing to me. The very people that worked in a COVID Petri dish watching people die every day, and they went in every day anyway, risking their lives to save others, many of them contracting COVID as a result, diving on COVID grenades every day, as I say, and now we're going to fire these people? Gee, thanks. Just like uh, Governor Cuomo. Oh, thanks for coming to New York to bail us out in the middle of the uh, the worst Adam Schiff show in the world. Um, by the way, here's your tax bill for being paid for working at the hospital while you came from another state to help bail out New York. I mean, good grief. Well, you need the money that bad? You're that hard up for the money? Where's your level of appreciation and thanks that people would risk their lives like that? They're heroes to me. Now the heroes are getting fired and being yelled at and lectured at by, you know, every idiot with a with a microphone on TV, radio, or in D.C. Uh, that you shouldn't have any more freedom or medical privacy or doctor-patient confidentiality. Well, if you get the vaccine, wear your mask. You know, wear a hazmat suit. I don't give a flying rip if you're that paranoid. I mean, don't get on a plane ever again. Don't get in a car again. People understand now what the rules are. And everybody has a different level of risk for themselves. It's called freedom. All right, when we come back, we'll check in uh, on the vaccine mandate legal debate and also Rand Paul straight ahead.